Okay, okay for okay, real this time. What's up? What's okay. up? <laughs> uh, you go first. I feel like we just talked and I was talking for a while. Okay. Well, I am home right now. Home is amazing. Mm. Good food. Uh, enjoying my time here. Um, I guess I can I can talk about the trip a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that uh, either I am following natural calamities or natural calamities are following what me. What happened now? Because <laughs> not now, now, but like last time, I told you about the Chennai trip, right? Yeah, basically last year, I went to Gujarat uh, and then there was a cyclone there, Bhupar Joy. Oh. And we were doing a road trip and whatnot in that cyclone. And then this time, this year, when I wanted to meet my friends after like super long, this was our first trip together. We were going to Kodai Canal in, in Tamil Nadu. Uh, and then Chen- I was supposed to fly into Chennai. All my friends were supposed to fly to Chennai. And there was this, again, huge flood and cyclone in, the, in Chennai the day I was supposed to fly in. Don't know what's happening. And then later on, you saw that group on, the message on the group where there's volcano erupting. Oh, in right. Asia. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, my God. Dude, I think I don't want you to come. I will go without you. <laughs> I know, right? I saw that. I saw that on the flight, like while I was boarding the flight to Chennai, to Madurai. And I was like, dude, I am going there for New Year's. What is happening? But anyways, did you um, did you happen to travel to Chennai around 2014-2015? That was the first floods. Right. I was just wondering. I see. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not been there for all of them. Yeah, but just funny that it, it's sort of three on three right now. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, nothing will happen when we go to Indonesia, right? Yeah, that was a different. It was also a different anyways. mountain. Different island, yeah. So, so different island it, even okay different island yeah should be okay we'll see we'll find out um what else let's see oh um uh, during the trip uh the two of my friends they have learned and they do singing uh basically they they, they can they sing they have learned singing what do you mean during uh, the trip they learned singing no 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 they have learned already in childhood <laughs> okay. and stuff but we were jamming during the trip and that was so fun so mm-hmm. like I sort of like sang with them and this that and I found out that I think I can sing. Oh. So now I'm like super excited and I'm gonna sign up for courses and shit. So that's oh. part of my 2024 uh, to do list. I'm gonna sign up for some singing courses and I think I, I mean anything you can learn, right? So I was I was thinking I'll explore this a little bit and how that goes. Yeah, I was just somehow like I mean it makes sense that there are singing courses, but that's just something I never thought about. Like, oh yeah, you can take singing courses. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So this is, this comes, this is one thing, of course, is the importance of mentors here. A lot of things I've tried to learn by myself, like ukulele and like, I just get excited and I try to learn, but I feel for this, having a good mentor, just having a mentor would definitely help. Um, Mm. And if these friends of mine could learn from scratch, so can I. So I'm excited for that. And there was another thing about this. Um... Yeah, about people as well, like surrounding yourself with people who are doing different interesting things. Because again, right, you see, I saw these people doing this. That's that sort of inspired me to think about this. I would not have otherwise, most probably. Um, so yeah. yeah, that was fun. What's up with you? Um, what's up with me? Yeah, okay. I guess to restate what we were briefly talking about before. Uh, I have restarted experiments 
which is a funny thing yeah. to say as a phd student a lot of them are probably like what do you mean restarted why weren't you doing an experiment <laughs> uh but I, i i guess this might be more common among hybrid scientists i don't know how many of yeah. them are, are out there yeah but yeah basically took a break to do a lot of computational work for quite some time i want to say it's been at least 2 3 months probably hmm. how um, did that go it was productive and hmm. but i think i have sort of exhausted the different things i could do there's still a few things but i feel like all the main things that had to be done are sort of done yeah yeah um so either it's time to like go and validate some of those things which needs to be done of course um yeah. or like generate some new data that gives me more things to work on so that's why this push towards doing more experiments now yeah yeah it has been nice but it comes with its own thing like i don't know if it's related but lately right i have been doing a lot of adjacent things um there is a there is a perfect meme that captures my feeling i, I shared this with you we'll, we'll go back to that later but basically feeling a bit disconnected from work um not that i'm not doing it there's like there's still it's the work work still you know takes up a big chunk of my day even my week i suppose but at the same mm-hmm. time it's i'm not my mind is not 100% into it um so i've been like doing a lot of other things on the side so i've been cooking a lot uh, oh <laughs> there was some okay. episode i don't know if we talked about it on the pod but you were basically saying how you were cooking for yourself yeah. i was like oh yeah. i like cooking but cooking alone is kind of like my you know it's not my thing yeah. totally changed my mind on that it's pretty cool <laughs> it is right it is like you, you think about okay let's do this you look up recipes and then you get your ingredients it's, exactly it's like therapeutic and then eventually you get the end result right there in like half an hour one hour you eat it yeah, it's my, amazing my initial thing was like why i i was a bit against cooking alone is the social aspect right when you cook for multiple people it's usually the same amount of work maybe slightly different but not a whole lot more uh but then you get the benefits of like eating with people so i would always only cook if it's for more than you know one or two people uh but i realized i guess i never thought about it um if i'm cooking alone it's a lot more flexible i can make anything i want which is not mm-hmm. the case when you know you're making for other people because usually there's restrictions and there's also this yeah. i think for me at least i'm less likely to try new stuff because i don't want to fuck something up oh, absolutely. don't want to feed them horrible things but if i'm going to eat absolutely. it i'm totally fine to try something new right 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 i agree yeah. i agree mm. i think that was the most exciting part because i got to try a lot of new dishes not a lot nice. of them worked but the ones that did that was like whoa i was genuinely Amazing. impressed right yeah yeah it's like good like quick progress that you can you can see and you can work mm. on it like all the time you can just look up recipes and it's true. it's quite fun good good true, for you true. and you get to eat it so i guess that is nice also <laughs> that is the best part <laughs> <laughs> yeah so cooking a lot uh, what mm. else i have been reading a lot i'm reading two books reading? at the same time nice um well the first one which i finished recently is um hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy it's you read um, that before right yeah i have read it i'm rereading it? it i'm re-listening actually i i read it before i'm listening to it now uh mm-hmm. which is pretty cool because it was first uh like a radio program that was adapted into a book um so i think when they did the narrated version of it they kept the elements of the the radio program i see 
right so it it, it has like a certain um flair to it that you that is different from regular audiobooks because normal audiobooks are just narration but this has mm-hmm. like some sound effects uh oh. not a lot of it but you know mm-hmm. it, it's just i guess made with a bit more of the audio in mind by default mm-hmm. um it's a great book which i've always loved but this this um audio version of it has been quite quite enjoy- enjoyable nice. so re- i have not read that, this book actually i've heard a lot about it but i haven't read i should read yeah it's a series it's like five books um highly recommend it like it's one of those mm-hmm. books it's very old i don't know exactly when it was written definitely 1900s mm-hmm. um so some some of the bits might feel a bit outdated like you can tell its age in some in some parts uh but despite that it's i would say it's still edgy can you imagine mm-hmm. you know writing edgy content 50 years ago that's that's that i think is like the true accomplishment right can you can't even say that of movies that came out 5 years ago no, you know, there's yeah. very few edgy movies mm-hmm. but this this one really uh, nails it that's so cool. i'll check that, it out yeah that's one the second book i've been reading um physical book not even kindle can you believe that mm-hmm. uh, i i'm yeah. a big fan of physical books i absolutely yeah. like the chances of me finishing a physical book is way higher than finishing something online yeah i mean i know like i think that that's usually the normal status quo but i had this long uh era let's say where i was actively preaching against physical books saying oh it's all romanticism just get a kindle it's way more practical blah 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 but uh, now i'm going back on it a little bit reading a physical book is nice <laughs> um this, is, one this is book? lion city so it's the history of singapore um Ooh. by by some guy called jeevan something i've never heard of the guy and he looked pretty young um it's not a book that i got recommended or something i was just at the library one day it seemed interesting i picked it up honestly it did not have much expectations at all you know because i don't really read history and like i said i didn't think much of this author guy just from looking at him and profiling him uh but surprisingly it's very good like i i think he he writes really well it keeps you mm-hmm. hooked um nice and i'm not sure if i never realized i like history and i'm just finding out now or i actually don't like history but he's written it in such a way that i find it nice so mm. we'll find out I mean, maybe eventually I... history eventually history is stories only right it's i think it's more of that the way he has projected this story is is resonating with you true so if if it is that then i guess it's a it's a very good blend between fiction and non-fiction in some i mean it is non-fiction but like mm-hmm. i guess you still get the story component so mm-hmm. i was thinking maybe i should read more um history books like at least try them out mm-hmm. cool yeah what else uh, this is a long intro but um also been playing a lot of video games which i guess is not surprising that tends to happen decently often um with friends of course so that's been fun uh also been exercising that's what experiments has gotten me to do <laughs> actually got me to go out and get some exercise uh yeah so i don't know where i was going with this basically doing a lot of adjacent things uh which is good in a way and i think i in a way it was it was uh, a way to like refresh right so that like um you know you get more motivation but at the same time i feel like it's not a great strategy 
to get more connected with work. I think what I really need is to like do more of the work stuff. I think that is what will get me engaged. Um, yeah. yeah, which is which is like a which is always a thing you want to consider, right? Like when you're feeling demotivated, like unmotivated with work for whatever reason. Um, yeah, what is the cause? Like, do you need a break? Um, and do you need to like do something else, reset, come back? Or do you like just need to approach the work in a different way, you know, find something more interesting? Mm. Um, yeah, this is like a very regular question that I come up with. And honestly, I don't think there's like one very clear answer. Mm. Yeah, so I'm just grappling with that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I think we can come out of this this rut without even knowing what changed, what mm-hmm. sort of, you know, uh, resulted in the excitement that you have now. That happens with me a lot of times. Like sometimes I will get a little eh about something. I don't even know why that is happening. Sometimes, of course, it's like lack of good results that can demotivate you. Or sometimes it's just too much work. You feel a little bored. You feel a little burnt out. But then after some time doing some random things, you do come back. And uh, you sort of don't realize what what helped. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's a good time to transition into, because <laughs> I really want to show that meme. Let's do it. Okay. So today we are actually going through some of the memes that we have collated. The the first, <laughs> wait, so you already introduced, I'm, I'm glad, glad you did that. So basically we're doing like a, a meme review or like a weird, weird meme review format. Um, I think if people are on Spotify, they should be able to see this in in the Spotify app, of course, this will show on YouTube. But I think if they are on other platforms, right now we don't have video, so maybe I will also link it or something. Link the meme so that people can link through them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So meme number one related to our intro. Uh, I guess I'll do brief descriptions for the mm-hmm. audio people, just in case. So it's just a picture of a. <laughs> I don't know how to explain her ex- uh, expression. It's a mixture <laughs> of confusion um and surprise at the same time and and she looks a bit concerned as well anyway so there's this lady <laughs> just staring at a computer and the title is wow a woman experiencing burnout even though she doesn't work that hard <laughs> and, and that's it i thought damn that is that is so relatable uh, i actually try to find the article from which this is the screenshot of mm-hmm. uh, it, it's really not much the headline okay. is the full story there's okay. this lady who yeah. um, I think is like a video editor. So she, and, and she doesn't get a lot of work. She said she mm-hmm. does something like three or four, um, eight hour days in a week. And then <laughs> the rest of the time she's free. Like there's just not much work. And yeah. she also doesn't ask about it because she doesn't want to mm-hmm. do more work. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somehow she's feeling unmotivated, you know, uh, not a lot of energy, like fatigue, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. With, like typical symptoms of burnout and she has no idea why uh, and I was like, really no. relatable I think I think for the, both of us we, we tend to do work and then at least for me actually like I do work and then I but I don't do a lot of wet lab work I don't either do a lot of dry lab work I mean it, it's happening and then you you still feel this feeling of this lady this exact expression about yeah I think I might burn out even though I've really not done much <laughs> yeah which is I mean I think there is something to it like jokes aside right I don't think the only way you can burn out is from working too hard right like of course I think if you're if your job for like whatever reason is not like 
that's fulfilling your desires or something i think that will that will lead to it so i think there's something there yeah um, yeah i think i think you have a point there even by your not working it's it's something we can work on actually but work is constantly on your head even if you want it or not like even right now i am at home i'm chilling i'm not doing anything i'm having good food there's nothing to stress about like i wake up in yeah. the morning but still at the back of my head it is still there okay i need to you know finish this stuff where can i take this uh what sort of experiments i need to do when i get back but there's no use of that i mean of course thinking is useful but this sort of thinking is not really useful where you're not mm-hmm. actively thinking but this this these are just like sort of thoughts which are which are moving around without any purpose yeah there there is that thing where um like some work related thoughts are like just looming around in your head like you said right that that don't necessarily lead to anything like you're not acting on them uh that can be exhausting tiring um but i think even even if it's not that exhausting or tiring angle of burn i don't know if it's fair to call it burnout but i was basically thinking where um like you, your work is just not like for ex- for some reason sparking that to use this language like sparking some joy in you right mm-hmm. um and this is not not to say mm-hmm. that this job is a bad thing or something but yeah you know, we we work we work on the same thing for years on end like of course at some points you will get like distance from it not find mm. that so interesting and i think that's when that that can also happen even if you are like being like you're optimizing for work life balance right you're doing all these activities on the side um and mm-hmm. you know not working that hard as as that lady put it yeah. i think it's still possible that you might lose interest um at least mm. like mo- momentarily right like this, right, this, right, this right. happens in waves so i think you just have to be mindful of that hmm like, especially feel... in research i think where our motivation does come from direction right from like results and from mm-hmm. getting new insights and there's so much luck there as well you might be working quite hard even with your work life balance whatever but there would be points where you do not get anywhere you are really doing all those experiments you're really thinking and you're really asking big questions but there's a possibility there's really nothing there or you're you're not able to reach there that's also sort of um, demotivating right you're like okay i'm doing so much but still there's nothing coming out of whatever i'm doing and then there's nothing to look forward to yeah 100% um the thing to say about this like i don't know how much of like definitely true for research i don't know if it's a research specific thing but i would also say that it's like a personality specific thing right if you're somebody who's very like motivation inspiration driven i think this is this things like this will tend to affect you more as opposed to mm. you're someone who's uh, what's a better word like who's like plan driven or like you know mm. these are the things that i've been assigned i believe yeah. assigned yourself or you know someone else has assigned for you you just yeah. finish them off uh, and that's what you derive pleasure from okay that's done that's a good point now you can go to something point. else i think they don't experience th- this kind of burnout so much hmm that makes sense yeah there i mean yeah within our labs we can see this such examples of people right who yeah i was some of them really yeah, are like exactly. okay i come in at like 8 am i do this much i leave at 6 pm and like yes i have done all the things that i was supposed to do yeah so in that case i guess negative results doesn't hurt so much but 
ப்ராப்ளம் I can spend mm-hmm. like a ridiculous amount of time on it and not feel tired yeah. like even though it. now I'm I putting more time it, yeah so it, I feel I like it. there is a disconnect there in terms of the mm-hmm. the work the hours you put into it mm-hmm. so like maybe describe to me any of such phases where you were super excited super motivated and working work stuff only not non work yeah yeah i mean maybe this this is like a i was just thinking about it so in the beginning of this year right um there was a point where i had just finished my like this big just generating this big data set so until that point the project felt like very slow moving but at that point there was like a huge amount of data out uh, and i could analyze it doing using tools and stuff that i like to use so that was that was like a phase where that was quite exciting i would say and i can i can clearly see in in those few months um the quality of my work was way above the average that i do like i was checking edge cases that i normally would be like oh come on this is not going to make a difference you know i was checking things that didn't have to be checked you know it, it's just like the level of uh, the standards had just suddenly risen so much and yeah. I, it did not at all weigh in on me because i was in some ways doing it voluntarily and i think yeah. it's because i was so invested in it and so yeah. interested in it uh, that putting in all that extra time didn't matter but i can think of so many mm. cases when i wasn't so you know invested then that level of rigor and like redundancy mm. would just crush me i'm like why am i doing this like yeah. i don't want to yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i guess what was it i was say yeah that it always comes in waves so the year when it started out it was a pretty high then i think in the in the towards the middle of it it sort of lulled then there's a slight peak again now i don't know where i am going up coming up i have no idea i guess we'll figure out with the new year it's yeah. in yeah. mm-hmm. yeah i think new year is a good time to sort of reset really reevaluate things that are happening and you can you can restart even though things are not so great right now in in whichever way hmm. okay should we do next one Mm-hmm. Actually, the peaks one would have followed well here, but I don't know if you have it. This one is this basically summarizes good. what we just said in like this in the past, past two minutes. Yeah. yeah. So why is the Joe? Want it? I think you should do this. Why is it Joe over though? It's so Joe over. Some some Joe over. I don't know. Maybe it's a, some Joe Rogan reference. I don't fucking know. Maybe maybe okay. Actually, I don't remember when what. Why was I so excited at that point? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it it is yeah, random sometimes. It is, it is. Yeah. So basically, I think this happens to me quite often. And this one time, I was just excited about something. I don't remember now anymore. But I texted Wait, Madhana about it. First, first yeah. do the... First describe the meme for the audio bros and then tell, tell us. Okay. For the audio bros, this meme is basically journey through with, with so, x-axis as time and y-axis as your... your um state your sort of mental state yeah and then 
it is really going everywhere so some some parts are sort of stable but then there are mostly ups and downs uh, peaks all over some peaks are going down towards depression where it says it's so over and then you sort of go back to normalcy and then you really go up where you're like excited about something and then you're like we are so back and then it suddenly drops and, back again to it's so over <laughs> and it just yeah, keeps going and the, on and on the down peak is like major depression and the up peak is like mania <laughs> I yeah, think that is yeah. pretty, pretty. Yeah, cool. it is. It is, and like when you shared this with me, so basically, I texted him about when I was really excited about something. Then he mentioned to me, "You are really like this meme, uh, where the states goes uh, up and down very frequently. This meme feels very relatable." Um. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess quite quite relevant to the conversation we had just now, like you said. Um. Yeah, this I is I know, think very, I guess... very very true in research in in life as well, but within research, really very true. Because mm, I guess you never know where things are headed, and things change very quickly. Yeah, like some small like result can really excite you a lot, and then there are parts where you were working for something for so long, it does not work, self died, whatever, <laughs> and then it's like okay, it's so over. Let me just like go and go and die in peace somewhere. Oh shit! Should I have stopped sharing for this part? Oh yeah. It's okay. okay Let's move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. I will. I will remind okay, so, you. Okay, so this was actually a, a wave of memes where this was, I think, right when um, I forget which AI model is, but there was some significant bump in the performance of one of these uh, AI models that could generate images based on prompts. Um, and people suddenly started doing this thing where they would take some image. So mm-hmm. in this case, it's Sisyphus. Uh, this yeah. guy is, um, I think, Greek. Um, in Greek mythology, this character who gets punished for, I don't know what he did, but he basically has to push a huge boulder up a mountain. And then when it's at the top, the boulder gets pushed down and then he has to go down and then push it all the way up. And then he does this for eternity, right? So this picture of him, they give it to the AI model and they tell it to make him happier. Oh, actually, before okay. we move on, I remember this name only from Andy's presentation. That's when I got introduced to this person. But what's mm-hmm. the story behind this? Like, I understand he's doing this again and mm-hmm. again, but what is it trying to tell? Uh, no, he gets punished for something. And then it's like a metaphor for like the eternal grind of life or something. Like, uh, he was a devious yeah. tyrant who killed visitors to show off his power. So the violation of the sacred hospitality tradition angered the gods and they punished him. Yeah, by making him do this. Okay, okay, I see, I see. That's the story. But I think people, like the imagery is so iconic that people interpret it differently, right? Like you're pushing Mm. this thing up a boulder. There seems Mm. to be no end to it. It's kind of pointless because when you push it all the way up, it's going to come back down anyway. Yeah. Kind of vibes. But you still have that motivation to still do it even though you know about the end. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, anyway, so I'll tell you why I, I brought this up, right? So <laughs> this thing where clearly he's struggling or whatever and people's reaction is like, make it happier, right? And <laughs> then it does it. Like he's, he's like looking slightly <laughs> more more happy. Things are more colorful. <laughs> uh, then it gets like way happier. <laughs> so they keep doing it. Then they take the second image and they say, make him even more happier. Mm. right uh, and then it keeps going and then it mm. gets to like this very quickly very ridiculous uh <laughs> insane very psychedelic <laughs> kind of vibes 
yeah. let me stop sharing. Yeah. <laughs> and that was quite, I found that quite interesting because this became a trend, right? And people were doing this with uh, lots of stuff. So someone would take a cat and then they would say, make the cat happier or like, I think even cuter or something. And mm. this is a small tangent, but surprisingly, somehow it, as they kept doing it, eventually it would all look like the same image. It's very LSDE, LSD-ish. There is like a some universe okay. thing going on, stars in the background, um, <laughs> which is which is quite funny. Like either that's what our collective conscious thinks ultimate reality is like, because AI model models in some ways are just parroting what we are saying, right? Um, or maybe there's something true to it that if you just mm. dial up perception to max, you get some LSD-like experience. <laughs> yeah okay anyway tangent aside. that means like max euphoria right where else can you experience that how else can you what what else you know matches that level of euphoria yeah but i like it's funny that the imagery looks the same right like you can mm -hmm. take a picture of sisyphus and then turn that into some something that looks very much like what an artist on lsd would draw i just thought that was curious um, but but that tangent aside, I had a reason for bringing this up. So this blew mm -hmm. up and people from every field were doing it, right? So the tech pros would take like a venture capitalist or something. Um, okay, no, there's too many inside jokes to explain that. But let's just say that uh, all, people from all fields and domains were like doing this joke of like, make it more, make it more, make it more. Uh, and then of course, the researchers stepped in, right? Mm -hmm. So there was the scientists oh. Uh, oh. And then their prompt. So everybody's doing things like make it happier, you know, make him more, more satisfied with life or something. And then the scientists step in and then they say, uh, they give a picture of a postdoc and say, make him more tired. Oh my God. <laughs> and then it's like more tired, more tired until he looks absolutely depressed. Uh, then there is a bioinformatician. Okay. He starts with a bioinformatician. I, I forget the exact word. It was some pretentious word, but it was basically like, make him look more overwhelmed with work, hmm. right? And then this is a trend. Like that is what this entire space is doing. And I got so pissed by it because it I think it really represents, it's like a real problem in the in the community. Oh like, my God, you brought up such an important point here, man. Really, like yeah. if you're working hard, you need to be miserable. That is exactly. how it's perceived in this field for some reason. And I know the funny part is the other people, the other people who are doing it, like these venture capitalists, you know, these programmers, they are probably also working 80, 90 hours a, a day, you know, sorry, a week, not a day. Um, no, and they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and they are not saying any anything remotely close to this. They are like making more, you know, uh, feeling like this is a bit of a joke, but for the VCs, it was like make him look more in the arena, which is like a inside thing. What does that mean? Um, there's this one guy who's very cliched VC and he said, uh, he referred to being in the space of, you know, doing investments and all as being in, in the arena, like a Roman arena, like gladiators and stuff. Um, Whoa. Yeah, people were like, okay, bro, calm down. And then they made fun of him a bit. But but it's become a meme now. It's like a, like a cherished, cute thing. Um, I see, I see. Yeah, anyway, so the reason I brought it up, because, yeah, I think this is like a, a really, really prevalent problem we have the, the online mm -hmm. discourse um yeah. around research i think 
Mm. I don't, it's probably true for all research, but I definitely see it in the biology space a lot. Where, yeah, the like the way to talk about your problems is to, yeah, just, I mean, the way to like, just talk about anything, like even joke about things is like, oh, we're, we work so hard. Oh, we're so underpaid. Oh, life is so yeah. sad. Oh, I'm so depressed. Yeah. Like, yeah. God, just shut up sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I got sick of it. I don't know if there's a solution. Uh, I don't understand it even. I think maybe in the past, it kind of made sense, right? Like you, you you, also mentioned that this is some kind of like to, a way to let off the steam. Like you joke about it and then you can get over it. I see that, but I, I'm not fully convinced by it. I think... Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Be... Again, I, I sort of said that in the context of those memes that we were discussing, but in real life also, it is just so prevalent. No, don't you think it, there's always like a... It's said in a tone of where it's supposed to be a joke. So even this tired stuff, it's 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 sent as a joke, you know. I, I'm sure they also kind of mean it as a joke. Um, mm. But my problem is just like, why make a joke like that? You could have mm. made a joke that is like more positive and, you know, people still got people to laugh without mm. having this effect. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I'm actually, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that point. But even apart from the joking bit, I think people really think of this as seriously as well. Yeah, yeah, that is there. Yeah, yeah. I think it, of course, it is more so in research, but even in general, I feel like if you are successful, like if people see you as successful, you have to be really working crazily hard. Maybe it is in some part true, you do need that to reach that success, but things that sort of don't need as much hard work are not really respected as much either. I'm thinking about like some creative fields, for example, um, you know, um, a doctor or like such such professions are really respected way more than um, an artist. Or, of course, there are some artists who are really popular and people respect them a lot. But if you're general, like right now, a very uh, an okay doctor versus an okay artist, obviously, an okay doctor would respect way more. Yeah, I mean, societally, there is that thing. Um, I mean, when you were talking about this, I, I was reminded of Rick Rubin, so I was smiling. Uh, <laughs> Absolute chat, but no, what did I want to say? Yeah, yeah. So I guess the thing that I found also particularly annoying is this wave started with the computer scientists doing it, right? Um, These programmers doing it. Um, And I feel like they are are probably working even harder, might I say. I don't know. It seems like it, right? They definitely put in the hours and they are not annoyed about it. And and I think their, their job is also not... Um, okay I don't know the exact problem problem but I feel like one of the problems is maybe researchers perceive their job as low status in some ways maybe because it doesn't pay enough Hmm. you know whereas these other jobs even though it's the same amount of work uh, they get paid a lot so then they are not so annoyed by it that's true yeah so then Hmm. if that if that's really true right then it's the person's problem like just leave go do that high paying job if you want more money go do something that gives you more money right if you want yeah i don't know less i mean in in a way you want to be sort of respected you want to be like oh i do this amazing creative research job um yeah good exactly like that that, yeah i'm doing this laborious thing i'm finding these the problem the answers to these problems and whatnot 
Yeah, that is exactly what I was getting at. I feel like all of this might be coming from people who get into research for the wrong reasons. Like maybe they are thinking that this is a high status job or I don't know, like, you know, because we in some ways it's it's default, right? If you're somebody who's very smart, people think that, oh, research is like the best thing you can do because you're very smart. Um, and then they come here, they realize it's underpaid, uh, the hours are long, and I guess then they become... I don't know, you know, mm. annoyed about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like if if that is the case, then yeah, just go do something else, right? This is not the only thing in life. There's so many other things you can do. You probably be happier doing other stuff. Right, like, right, right. I mean, I mean, of course. Again, there are some. I don't know the percent again, but there are some disproportion of people who are really in it for the science, really going crazy. And even if they look miserable from outside, they are happy. They are content mm. with what they are doing. It's just their life and that's how they're living it. Um, but the, for the other side of people that we were discussing who we are saying should leave, it's it's not as easy as well, I guess, to sort of, you know, now figure out, oh, let me just do this. Let me try a blah and see how things go. For them, for the longest time, they have been doing research. This is all they know. And making this jump is not as easy. And there's also a little bit of fear and shame, I guess. There, It might also be like, oh, I'm, you know, now leaving this after doing so long because now... I was not able to make it. I'm, I'm feel like a little bit of a 100%. failure. So let me rather just stay here, keep on doing, keep on trying. Maybe I would, you know, um, reach where I'm, I was trying to. Yeah, yeah. Like that is what I was kind of getting at. I think for whatever reason, there is like a disconnect between, um, you know, this job being not the best thing for you, but you still not wanting to give up on it for whatever reason. Like yeah, either you've yeah. you've made it a priority for yourself, you've attached some self worth to it, or you're worried about mm. what other people will say. All these other mm. you know things. Um, yeah, yeah just, I mean, just worth... these things and these things like agreed these points which are sort of inherent to what are you doing currently, but also the fear of being able to do the next thing if you now mm. like okay, chuck this, I do X, I'm going to go do, get into software, you know, IT, whatever. Again, like completely new land. You don't know how you're going to do. Right now you have so much flexibility. Right now you have um, this discomfortable space. You know what you're yeah. doing. The fear of unknown, basically. Mm. True. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, whatever it is, I just feel like people would like figure this out and not come on Twitter and like just, you know, make that place like a wretched thing to interact with. Like really, every other PhD <laughs> meme page is just posting like sad, depressing stuff. I really for once wish someone would do something more wholesome. Like that focus on the bright we side. Can, we can, let's, let's, let's try to create some like wholesome memes and we can, you know, share them. Let's let's try that. Yeah, let's yeah. Think on it. yeah. it's been a, I did like, that's definitely on my mind. I think if I find some stuff or even make some stuff i definitely want to like 100 like visa has this talking point right he calls it um focus on the things you want to see more of right Mm. and there's many ways you can interpret this but um pretty much don't do what i'm doing right now which is bitching about all the all the pages that are doing these sad content and instead i should focus more on like making like nicer hmm. content like basically do what i want yeah. to see more of um so yeah i agree let's yeah. let's do it. i agree i agree absolutely yeah i think this also connects to the point of surrounding yourself with people who have this you know growth mentality positive mentality um 
um i don't know how you can do that actively like i think right now we still have like some people who are more positive in terms of looking at research and in terms of doing what they are doing apart from research as well but it's really absolutely essential to surround yourself with uh, such people who want to do you know new things who who see positivity in life in general yeah, <laughs> yeah just what so like, serious yeah might you dare enjoy your work a little bit or how scandalous <laughs> and actually i mean you know what we are actually so lucky to be able to do what we do when i come out of that space and i see other people who are doing other jobs of course a lot of different jobs have different types of stresses different types of challenges but i think we really have this opportunity to enjoy what we are doing because we are not working for a manager we are not working for these deadlines and like these clients and things like that it's really this one problem that you picked up and you're trying to just you know go ahead and do it find it out if there's nobody asking you to figure it out you're doing it for yourself what else can you ask for yeah that's really the like the best thing about research right that is the thing you use to sell research to someone <laughs> so i i fully agree okay let's see what else we got uh so i sent this to you so it's basically like a flow <laughs> chart uh it starts with a box that says shiny new project then right below it uh, there's a decision point which asks you do you have time um if the answer is no then don't do it if the answer is yes uh the box says no you don't meaning no you don't have time <laughs> so i i thought that was quite relatable because i i'm always in this position of like picking up a new project when i haven't finished the 10 mm-hmm. other projects that i need to be mm-hmm. doing yeah. uh, and i guess a fairly common problem for for people in research and i guess otherwise too but what i really mm, love stop sharing <laughs> stop sharing Oh, sorry no but i do want to show oh, your sorry. response to it i thought that was mm. super cute yeah so you basically like struck off the don't do it and the no you don't <laughs> and then changed it to let's go and let's fucking go <laughs> that's actually quite quite inspiring yeah. because this is what we do man yep any thoughts on that it, exactly what i, I scribbled <laughs> every time something new comes up i am super excited be it research or like non research as well i even you for that matter oh this is coming up let's do it yeah i mean all the time um yeah. but yeah do you have like any practical advice on sort of finding a balance or um finishing firstly there are two things to this right firstly you are doing something and then being able to finish that off versus mm-hmm. and then the other problem is if a lot of different things are coming towards you being able to make a decision um in terms of what is more important what is more essential right now and you know depending on interestingness versus or like practicality whatever and then making that decision yeah um i mean of course i don't i haven't figured it out fully something i struggle with even today yeah. but i think yeah, things that have helped me a bit is one um trusting like trusting that you will come back and do the things that are important eventually right i think you really like and it can't be this fake level of trust which is um you know like it is like oh i like you say you will trust it then things will work and then you know then it will be fine no you really need to trust yourself that when push comes to stu- shove you will come and like do the things that need to get done because what that lets you do is like gives you the freedom to explore a bit um yeah. and i think with enough time and with enough freedom you do manage like to find the few core things that are that genuinely hold your interest 
uh, and that's very different from arbitrarily choosing that these are the main things and I will focus on them and like imposing yourself to like focus on them even when you're not feeling like it or like there's some other thing that you want to do um, I think those two things are very different because I've tried the second in the past and it doesn't work but when I've given myself the freedom to explore different topics I do find myself coming back to a few things uh, again and again and those have sort of become central themes that I I build upon so that is number one I guess trust yourself and give yourself the freedom to explore a bit. Um, the second one is also something we've talked about a few times, just better note-taking. Like when you're doing things, uh, just track what you do so that it becomes easier for you to come back to. I think that just increases the chances that both you find your interest back in the thing that you were doing um, and also the chance that you see it to completion. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it has many other benefits. Like that also makes it a lot easier for you to give up on stuff that's not working like if mm -hmm. if you're doing something and you do, for, for whatever reason there's no progress or like you're not feeling like it if you have documented it and you know that there's enough that you've done it nicely enough that you can come back to it later that gives you the freedom to stop it and then go mm -hmm. focus on more important stuff mm -hmm. um that's a good yeah, point, I think yeah. those two for me is what has helped a lot Okay. But that being said, uh, something that still haven't fully gotten, gotten my you know, thing around. Yeah, it's a I good problem I, actually, to have. I really, I do struggle with this quite a bit, I feel. I do get very excited very quickly. And then um, things that were ongoing, I, I again, learn, the note-taking point also comes in play here. I think my documentation is not that great. So sometimes I'm doing something and then even it, if it was making progress, I'm not able to gauge it that yes, it is making progress. And if I reaches this level, it would already be completed as opposed to right now switching gears and doing something else. Yeah. Mm. Even in terms of making bigger decisions, I guess, you know, the things that I'm figuring out right now in terms of what to do next, uh, applying for new jobs versus staying in, that's also, the, it's the same question, just at, the, at a bigger scale, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then I feel like I'm making it. things super serious. <laughs> No, bro. It's good. It's not much to say about this one. This is just a tweet from Keta. Um, nice, interesting person. So it just it just says, I'll just read it out. So pros and cons of doing things. Pros, things. Cons, doing. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are just so relatable, man. <laughs> yeah, this one is so funny. I don't know why why I found it so funny. Um, I don't want to ruin it by explaining it. Do you have something yeah. to add to it? Not really, no. It it just says it for itself. Speaks yeah. for itself. Yeah. Yeah, this one, I guess I can, I can say something mm. about it because I recently sure. had this experience. Mm. Uh, so this is from somebody called Ruth Hook. It's a tweet. Um, and she says, has there ever been a problem in science where the solution hasn't been, it's far more nuanced, complex and context dependent than we thought? Uh, just once it would be nice for overwhelming complexity to suddenly simplify itself with additional understanding from a new discovery. <laughs> so I shared this right after I had this exact experience where okay. I was where I was um, working on this problem, right? We had this question of why um, should I say why? Okay, so why uh, certain genes form our loops. You don't have to know what 
certain genes behave in a certain way, right? And we had like many different um, theories as to why that would be the case. And I was like trying to test a bunch of them, any many different things from like, oh, maybe it's secondary structure. Maybe, oh, it's not as simple as that. It's like the number of stem loops this thing forms in the very beginning. And, you know, oh, maybe the stem loops would be very short. Like it was, it just kept getting more and more complicated. Lots of things, lots of things, yeah. Yeah. And the answer was like constantly, no, 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 no. And then suddenly, <laughs> for some random reason, I checked something as stupid as GC content. And then turns out that looks to be like really the case. Like that was the thing that mm-hmm. is like really separating my two groups that mm. I'm comparing. And I was like, what the fuck is mm. GC content? Like, I'm glad I found it. But at the yeah. same time, you know, it was like, like my initial expectations were so high of it. Uh, like needlessly uh, right, so right, f- right. at first I was annoyed but then I'm like oh that's actually so simple like that's so much easier to explain mm-hmm. anybody can mm-hmm. like understand it uh, yeah yeah. yeah. actually that's so true for a lot of things that we interpret right we get some results we get some insights we start thinking about oh what's happening here but we miss the most basic things and then when you're describing it to people or you're just discussing with people and they're like oh Maybe it's just because the cell cycle is different. The timing of the cell yeah. cycle is different or something like that. Like, and you're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess the the difference is who is making that, that finding, right? Like if the field True. is struggling and then they're coming up with very complex solutions and you are the one that comes up with a very simple one, I guess that would be very, very gratifying, right? So mm-hmm. I think that that Twitter, that tweet actually in the comment section had a lot of great examples of cases in science where this was oh. the case where the oh, prevalent, I would like to see some of them yeah the prevalent theories were like rather complicated um but then the actual discovery was like almost mind-blowingly simple so i think a few examples mm. that i remember was the first one was um i think dna being our genetic material carrier People were like, oh, it's too simple. It probably doesn't carry that much information. They were thinking it's proteins. And then how is it encoded mm-hmm. in proteins? There were like lots of theories. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's yeah. literally just um, like letters, right? Just nucleotide sequences. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. So I guess the things like that. Just like mm-hmm. that. I think it, it is getting more and more difficult to get such bigger, simple, basic um, explanations now, I feel. You know, the research itself has become so complicated. People are working on such complex problems with so many different caveats and so many different factors playing a role as opposed to something like, oh, just this interaction. These two proteins interact. <laughs> Not that anymore. Yeah. So this basically is a big square. And the biggest part of it is it says not even wrong. And then you, you have a smaller square within it, which says wrong. And then a really small square, which says right. What this is trying to sort of show is um, when research a lot of the times we do so many experiments and then we don't even know if what we found is correct or not because of so many different reasons. So you're still confused about your results. And then very small times, like when if, very few times you actually find out, okay, what you did, you got a negative result. What you were expecting is sort of not true. Uh, but at least that's a concrete result. And that sort of at least tells you that what you were thinking was wrong. You can move on from here. You can think about new hypothesis versus a really smaller square which is right, where you, what you thought actually turned out to be true, uh, which obviously is satisfying, but a very, very small proportion of the time you spend in the lab. Yeah, which is so true. Um, there's actually a, re- a related one. Yeah, yeah. so doing research, it's like 
the first pie chart is just 90% hard work and then 10% is results and an asterisk next to it says this is best case scenario really um, then but writing about research is like 90% writing about the results and you spend only like 10% writing about how you did it oh um, yeah yeah we've we've had this conversation <laughs> before which is basically touching on trying to publish your negative results right hmm. uh, yeah because so many things we try they don't work out and they just get buried somewhere um or sometimes they do work but maybe it's not a full story so you, you know you can't really make a paper out of it all these things just get mm. buried for no reason when you know it's good work yeah. you've thought about all the edge cases uh, this could be very useful information for other people but right now mm. we just don't have a a nice way to put it out there so this yeah. is something i guess the system has to figure out i don't know like because there's no really independent publishing in science i mean even the thing that you are describing is still a small proportion of the the amount of work that we that gets in right even during the phd of course there are some parts which are maybe short stories which could be published but apart, even apart from that maybe there's like still 60 to 70% of work which really did not go anywhere maybe you could have done some more probing but even in spite of that maybe there was really nothing so that's sort of just the nature of of the work we are really you just starting with some information and like making hypothesis and trying to see if that's true or not the cells will yeah. tell you if it is true or not yeah i mean if you're in the not even wrong ballpark then of course it's not worth sharing right like that's just things you have to do yeah. until you yeah. get into again, the like really the biggest chunk yeah until wrong you get part. to the wrong or the right but i think the wrong also gets left out right okay. you only only the right makes it but i feel like true. at least in the wrong space Agreed. if you could share some that would be quite interesting mm-hmm. Yeah. Not for everybody yeah. obviously like not the world won't care if what you tried and didn't work you know but there will be if there are other people working on it they would care okay i guess that's most of it no i don't think we have okay Ooh, pretty how good do you want to wrap this up mm. um i don't know do you have ideas uh let's see I thought we could do like a year reflection, but I think I already went over some of it, and maybe we we'll just do that as intro for a different episode. Okay. All right. Okay. See ya. Bye.